Welcome back to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and today I am joined by an amazing ultra runner uh, from the great state of Iowa and someone who really helped uh, helped me a lot during my uh, 100K a few years ago at the Boonville Backroads Ultra. Uh, I got to share a bunch of miles with Jen Tischler. Uh, as my brain was melting, as my brain became stew in my head. Um, and I have to say, Jen, like running with her, first of all, was incredible. I think she's probably one of the best um, examples of somebody who just like radiated positivity and someone who her, like her positivity just kept everyone else around around her going when it got really hard uh including me <laughs> um and you know you know when they always say like in ultra running like it's all about mindset um there's probably like a way better quote that like sums that up instead of it's all about mindset um but but they talk about you know your mindset being the battle really uh and i have to say like at least during that day in 2020, as as my brain was melting, um, and we're running, starting our second lap, and you know, putting the miles in, uh, her positive mindset was very, very impressive to me, um, and I just think she's an absolute wonderful ultra runner. Uh, she actually just won the 100K outright this year at the Boonville Backroads. Um, and then we also kind of get into her experience doing the Florida Keys 100, which uh, 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 Courtney Hale a few months ago on the podcast here shared stories from that race. Uh, and then to hear those stories and Jen's stories just sounds brutal, um, sounds rough. So anyways, let's get right into the episode. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast with Jen Tischler. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today I am so honored. I'm being joined with an incredible athlete, incredible ultra runner. Uh, I got to share a few miles with her a few years ago, and uh, it was awesome. And you out positive, positived me, you know what I mean? Uh, but anyways, well, I want to welcome Jen Tischler to the podcast. Uh, Jen, welcome and huge congrats on your most recent race, which we're going to go into. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so just background, we ran the, this was 2020. So three years ago, I ran mm -hmm. the hunt, uh, Boonville backroads, hundred K and I got my butt kicked, like handed to me. And I was, and it was about the time we were running together for probably like from mile, like 25 to, or maybe like mile 30 to 50. And at mile 50, I thought I was going to quit for sure. And I just remember you were like so incredibly positive the whole time. I was like, wow. I'm like, this is, is awesome to be running with like an incredibly positive person. So thank you for getting me through that race because I thought I was going to die. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that one. Was that the hottest race you've ever ran, by the way? No. So I, this last spring ran the keys 100 and i thought i was literally gonna die <laughs> oh my goodness it was I, the yeah. biggest dnf rate in i think race history this year okay i want to hear all about that can we start there because i interviewed <laughs> yeah. uh i interviewed um a person a few like months ago about the keys 100 courtney hale and she was telling me this i don't know you probably ran into her down there, but yeah. Tell me about that experience. That is insane. Uh, it was, um, I said, I saw the depths of hell in that race. I mean, it's a really pretty course, but when you're out there and there's no shade and it's hot and like it, the, in Iowa, the weather cools down there, it just stays 90, whatever, 93. And then it gets up to like 97 and it's just humid you know, 100% humidity or whatever it was. Yeah. So I feel like there was no, 
re-preview when the sun went down and then the sun came back up because I puked for 20 plus miles. (laughs) So (laughs) I laid on the ground at one point and, um, was just puking my guts out. I had a few people stop and check on me and my, um, my crew gal was there and, um, big shout out to her. Um, she's like, do you want to keep going? And I was like, well, got this far. Might as well get get up and keep moving because I feel miserable laying here and I feel miserable moving. So I I got to the end (laughs) somehow. Yeah. When did the wheels like start (laughs) falling off the bus in that race? Um, you know, I got through the eight mile bridge or is it seven mile, whatever it is that everybody says is awful. And I actually got there before the sun was setting. So I felt pretty good. I'm like, Oh, the sun's, you know, I'm making really good time. Um, felt good, felt good. And then about like 75, I'm like, Oh, my stomach's turning. And then about 80, I think I realized I was, well, I was lying to myself. Like I, the reason my stomach was so upset is I had heat stroke and I just kind of pretended like everything was fine. (laughs) And I just had an upset stomach and, um, kind of just kept going. I had, um, hives on, uh, I would say most of my body for a week after I, Got a couple bags of fluid on um, I think Wednesday when I got back or Tuesday because wow. I couldn't get myself out of whatever had happened there. I just kept flew home, was still throwing up. I went to my daughter's um, track meet, felt awful just being out in the sun again. And yeah, it kind of dawned on me that I, I wasn't going to come out of it on my own. So I went and got a couple uh, bags of fluid and started to feel a little bit better. Yeah. But I then managed to run a race a week later. Um, I no way, really? Dam, yeah. Yeah, it was a 13, it was oh, a half the, marathon. Yeah, Dam to Dam in Des Moines. <laughs> yep, Dam to, yep. And I thought, oh, I signed up. I told a friend I'd, you know, help her through it. She's had a baby and wanted to get back um, into running. And um, <laughs> uh, I finished and actually I ran a pretty great time, you know, sub two hours pretty easily without even trying. Yeah. And had hives all over my body. Yeah, again. Whoa, yeah. your yeah. body was like, no, thank I you. you. <laughs> yeah, the keys is real. I think people don't realize how much it wrecks you yeah. <laughs> for a while. Well, because people look at it just on paper and oh. it's flat. You know, yep. you're like, oh, it's a flat 100. That'll yeah. be easy, question mark. And then <laughs> and then they realize like, I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. Like when it is flat, you're going a lot faster. You're pushing a lot harder. And yeah. like you said, the sun goes down. It's still 90 degrees. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 That's what, no so. Hiding. Yeah. What was taken? I mean, it was obviously the heat that was causing the DNF rate to be so high. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think people were dropping like flies at one point and they were checking on us on the bridge. I had to give them a thumbs up to the um, uh, the emergency vehicle. So they knew yeah. you were still okay. And um, I don't know, there was a gal, I, I do remember this, that she was bringing popsicles to everybody. <laughs> and she was like a saint. The popsicle <laughs> fairy, like, you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, where'd you come from? I was all by myself. And I thought like, I'm like, man, am I hallucinating? <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't. She she really was bringing popsicles, but mine melted, fell off the stick, and fell on the ground. No way. I picked it back up and like tried to salvage what wasn't disgusting. That's when you know you're an ultra runner. That's straight up ultra running right there. Is like <laughs> my popsicle melted instantly. Like it just di- <laughs> dissolved, and I ate it with dirt on it, and that's just what happened. And I got extra. I got extra sodium from the dirt probably. Yep. So you're good. Yeah, that's crazy. I realized as you were telling the story, I'm like, man, people are going to listen. Like, and I've probably been guilty of of asking questions like this on the podcast a bunch of times, but it's like, what was the hardest part of the race and all that stuff? But I'm like, that's the most memorable moments though, is like when you're laying down on the road and it's 90 degrees and you're trying to figure out why you're throwing up like those are the memorable moments and it's weird like I don't know what lesson you learned in that moment but I'm sure you learned something you know (laughs) I did I learned that if the wheels are falling off and you truly are in a state of um, heat exhaustion to just sit in your um, vehicle because we all had our crew and vehicles behind us and just take an hour nap I was so worried about losing time that 
I didn't want to do that. Well, I didn't run again after I started throwing up. So I would probably would have been better off taking Pepto-Bismol, sleeping for an hour and getting back out there because I think I would have been able to run again um, without yeah. any issues. So yeah. I think that's my takeaway is maybe listen, listen a little bit better to my body and um, not feel so guilty about that kind of thing or taking a break. Cause I try to zoom through aid stations yeah. and um, not waste time. And at the end of the day, there might be moments where it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I wonder like, I wonder if when you're at that point in an ultra, if your brain, it just stops kind of functioning. Cause like now we can sit here and talk about it with like logical thought. But when you're like 75 miles in, is your brain just so tired you can't think logically? Or is it just like super emotional? You know what I mean? And it's like overriding the system. It, I think it overrides. But I think um, every race is so different because I've, you know, ran ones where you never even get to that point of like yeah, um, that low. It, you know, I've done um, Tunnel Hill twice now and it's a very flat course. It's a fast course. Um, yeah. And that's where I had my PR at. Um, but I never really got to that spot there. Yeah. And so I think it all depends on the 100, um, what it's bringing with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> One, yeah. And once again, like the fast ones, quote unquote, means it's hard for completely different reasons, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because the way I felt at the Boonville race when, when we were running together was probably not to the extent like I wasn't throwing up yet, but I was like, I could see how that would easily happen. And I learned the lesson there like, Hey, cause I'm the same way. I want to get in and out of aid stations as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. But I kind of had the foresight to at least realize like, I don't feel good right now at all. Like maybe if I just, and I was ready to quit. I don't know if you even remember my face was like beat red. <laughs> like I look back at pictures. I'm like, dude, your face was red. And, we like, I like didn't have any water and the, the like blinds were closing on my, on my vision. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and I, I just kept telling you, like, I hope the aid station's like up here somewhere. And you're like, it's just around the corner. And I'm like, I see what you're doing here. Telling me it's just around the corner. <laughs> giving, all me, sorts of stuff. <laughs> giving me hope right now. Uh, but I like went into the aid station being like, you can quit if you want. That was like my internal monologue. And then. I was like, but I'm going to make myself sit down for like 15, 20 minutes, however long it takes. And after about five, 10 minutes, like I started feeling a little bit better. So it is a weird like lesson, I guess, is like, hey, like if you go slower when you need it, you actually go, you can actually go faster, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> that is wild. Okay, so I want to hear about like what, like what is your background like as an athlete like how did you get in like what led you to like the keys 100 or the tunnel hill or boonville you know uh that's a good question i think covid when it hit um yeah. and everything was getting canceled because i had already run a couple 50ks okay i was just like well, what am i gonna do <laughs> yeah it was just this total like panic moment if i don't have a race to look forward to what am i gonna do and um you're like i need something to look forward to yeah because just running it's always been fun i didn't need a race to make it fun but i found way more enjoyment in these long distance um just the people um that you meet i mean it makes a huge difference like just sharing miles with you and telling stories it sounds weird it's like oh you don't listen to music you just tell stories and joke around and it's like yeah and you meet these really cool people yeah you hear stories that you yeah. can never hear if you if you didn't talk to anybody because there are people that don't talk and they kind of keep themselves or whatever but i tell you what i think i have more fun with it than they do and yeah i think that that's where i realized i really enjoyed it more than running a marathon or mm. running a um half because the it, it's not it's just a different i feel like those people are in it to run fast or hit a pr and they're not yeah. really um as focus on enjoying the, the moment of it. Yeah. So, but I was not an athlete, like by no means did I run in high school, by no means did I, my daughter's in cross country right now. And I was like, Oh, this is a kind of exciting. I, that was not me. Yeah. 
Yeah. She, I'm, I think I'm living vicariously through her. Um, but uh, I didn't r- run into high school. And even then it was like, uh, it was a fun, like, oh, I, I um, was working as a lifeguard. So I was like, oh, I should utilize the gym that I now work for. Yeah. And so I started running on a treadmill and I was terrible. I think I was um, slow as, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think about it now. <laughs> it is and, funny. Yeah, it is funny. Cause yeah. I'll remember, I like, you know how it is with running. You get this weird memory. Like I have a <laughs> memory of where I was and how it felt and all that stuff. And I always remember a run I did in college where, you know, I was like a defensive lineman at Wartburg for a year, like a small division three. And mm-hmm. I remember just being like, I'm going to go for a two mile run. And I remember how terrible I felt. And like instantly just being like, I have to do this. I have to push myself through this. And it's just funny because I can still remember it. I can remember exactly how I feel and where my mind was and all that stuff. It's just really, it's, it's really, it's cool because it is like this weird, like memory bank, I guess. Yeah, it's probably the moment where we actually like took to it and didn't even realize it because we felt like we had to do better than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then what happened? Like you obviously got really good, you know? I was terrible through my 20s. Like by the time I was in my, I, I think I was 30, after I had my kids, I think I was 32 and I ran a marathon. And I was like, oh, I could actually qualify for Boston. I would never have said that in my 20s. Yeah. Like, I was terrible. Like, I remember running my first mar- marathon. It was like five and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It took like a couple hours. Well, not a couple hours, but it took like an hour and a half by the time I got in my 30s off my time. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Yeah. But yeah. It, my assumption is like, we don't know how to push ourselves to our limits. And we just kind of go out there and do stuff. And um, if you actually like, try and do speed workouts and stuff it can totally change um your your everything your speed yeah. your outlook your a lot of things and i think i got more enjoyment out of it because i'm like oh i'm not terrible yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought I was. what um, is this like process of self-discovery and the more you push yourself the more you're going to discover about yourself a hundred percent i think you find out you're a lot stronger than you thought like completing boonville or completing tunnel hill or um i don't know i've done um kettle moraine i'm trying to get everything i've done yeah um yeah. starting to uh you i did the 100k in utah at um oh uh now i'm not gonna think of it at zion oh um, yeah nice i had cactus in my leg like talk about being delirious i get done and i was like oh my gosh i have cactus <laughs> like sticking out of my leg um because you're you're going back and forth and you're like kind of dizzy and delirious yeah. and yeah and um, it's like little things like that. It's like, oh, I didn't think I could do that. And then you do. Um, I mean, uh, Tunnel Hill, the first time I ran that, I fractured my femur in the race of all things. Wow. And yeah, and I, I finished on it. I was like, oh, I'm not stopping. I've got 2.8 miles to go. And I, I didn't know how bad it was until um, we drove home. My running buddies like had to lift me up in the truck and we get in to go home to um, Des Moines and, um, I can't lift my leg to put like, to put it on the gas. I, I mean, I have to lift it to put it on the Whoa, gas. Like I yeah. couldn't actually move it. And my mom's a PT and she's like, you need to go to the doctor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you get those, like, you know, they x-rayed and stuff and you get this, you know, you're off for six weeks and whatever. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, my career is over and yeah. I'm not going to run again. And then, um, I came back even stronger from that. I think just knowing that, if you can finish on that, man, <laughs> nothing will stop you. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm still trying to figure out because I have yet to have a DNF story and I'm hoping I never have one, but yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what it would be. I think it would have to be, um, I was on a gurney headed to the hospital because <laughs> <laughs> my legs still seem to work no matter what. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, how, um, how painful was that drive home? Like, uh, you know, the drive home wasn't as bad as like walking on it in. Okay. I like, kind of held my leg in and was like trying to walk it in. And I know I was veering. I, like I was all over yeah. the road. And I've got a video of me crossing the finish line. And um, you can just see like the pain on my face. Yeah. But um, I would say the crutches were worse than anything. Just being on crutches. I don't just know. your armpit. Your armpits hurting. <laughs> You're like, this sucks. My armpits hate this so much. <laughs> 
I'm like, my leg works technically. And if the doctor is like telling me, if you put any weight on that and you fracture it, you're getting a hip replacement at, you know, Whoa, whatever. Whoa, yeah. Time. I was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it made me stay off of it. So I really didn't feel like I was in that much pain because I wasn't putting any pressure on it. So yeah, yeah. Um, reality, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Um, wow. That's okay. So what is it like? What drew you into ultra running? And then what keeps you in it? Like, why do you keep doing ultra? You know what I mean? I think what drew me in was that you get to see more of, um, just scenic areas, like places yeah. you can't take a bike, places you can't necessarily take a, um, uh, you know, you can go hike it and you, you could go bike it. But like, I feel like I get to see more than I would ever see yeah. um, if I wasn't an ultra runner. Um, I feel like I see areas that are unknown or like in Zion, I was up on cliffs that you wouldn't be up on. Yeah, yeah it, it that's what drew me to continuing. What got me there was just a, uh, there's no other races to run right now. I can run, I ran a 50 mile, I think right before Boonville yeah. and I placed and I think I was like, Oh, I might actually be good at this. So <laughs> kind of like sucked, sucked me in, but then you get into bigger races with a lot more people and it's definitely more competitive. Like you have the elite athletes that you're just in awe of and, yeah. um, but it's still, it's still fun. Like it's cool to watch them and, um, be a part of that. But I just love seeing different, um, parts of the world. So now I'm trying to travel more and do it just because of that. Yeah. Was Boonville when we met was, was that race like your first like hundred K and, yep. and all that really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you crushed it so much. That is <laughs> that crazy. Yeah. 50 was the farthest I had been before that it was 40 something. Um, and then before that it was a 50 K like I just kind of piggybacked races into Boonville. Yeah. And then I took Boonville 100K and did my first 100 miler, I think, um, November 11th. So it would have been like two months later. Yeah. And um, it was a really small race because I think at that point, Iowa was shut down kind of again. Yeah. And um, it was in Jester Park and it was a loops. It was called the Stuffed Turkey. And the Stuffed I, Turkey 100 miler? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm writing it down. Right. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> Well, I hold the course record. So I, no way. I, yeah, I got it that for females. I got it um, that year and I won it. I run that won that race outright as well. Um, and it was my first 100 miler and I still hold it. And I'm surprised because it's 24 hours and I even like I could go and beat my own course record. But I'm not going to until somebody else takes me down and I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> um did you win a stuffed turkey like at the end I was wish. that oh man how is that not like the reward you know i know well i yeah it was at, like two days after thanksgiving i think it was supposed to be that everybody was stuffed with oh, turkey. <laughs> I have no oh idea. man that is like the worst time to run a 24-hour race is two days after thanksgiving well, maybe you're just all that much more ready and uh, carb loaded. I don't You'd know. You'd <laughs> totally be carb loaded. That is for sure. <laughs> but like that for me, I'm always like, I'm still eating leftovers then. You know what I mean? Like I'm still, it's Thanksgiving dinner is not like one day. It's like a three <laughs> or four day event. It's a because, week. Yeah. Cause I would just go <laughs> to the refrigerator. It. I'm like, oh, there's cold mashed potatoes and a biscuit. I'm going to combine those and make myself a little invention right now. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Okay. So I want to hear about the most recent Boonville. So yeah. I guess it just in general, did you first hear about that race because it's in Iowa, it's South of, De it's like really easy to access from Des Moines. Like, how did you hear about Boonville? Um, well, you know, Brad Dames, yeah. um, I, <laughs> he ran white rock, um, Okay. Uh, with me like a month before. And, you know, I had heard of it just because of him and other people talk about it. Um, one of my running friends had mentioned it and I thought, oh, that'd be fun. And um, that's how I got signed up for it. And then after we did the 100K, I did the 100 miler two years in a row. Um, and then this year back to the 100K. Okay. How was the 100 miler? I have to ask. 
Well, okay, so since we ran it, he's changed the course yeah. harder, harder. Did you know it could be harder? No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not because when we ran it, they modified the course for two loops because it was yeah. they only had enough volunteers because of COVID stuff. And yeah, and so I was a little jealous of the people who got to go and see the co covered bridges, all of that stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes, you missed out. Um, it, yeah, it, the, What's weird about the um, 100K, it's actually the, a little bit easier than the 50K that you have to do after you finish that in the 100 oh, milers. Really? So yeah, I remember getting to that and I'm like, well, if it didn't already suck, now it really sucks. So the last 50K is harder than the first 100K of it. Oh, like the, yeah, it's just steep. It's um, <sighs> the elevation gain drop gets a little more intense. I mean, yeah, it's shorter. Yeah. But it just kind of hits you and hits you over again and then beats you up. Yeah. And when you're ready to give up, you're like, well, I'm close now. Might as well keep going. And then the last little 10K loop that completes it um, is actually, in comparison to the whole race, pretty easy. But yeah. it's six miles. So, of course, in your mind, you're just like, well, I just have to get six miles and get my butt back in there. So, <laughs> um, but that course is something something else and i had heard horror stories of it and they're all accurate <laughs> yeah well i want to hear so the big thing first of all iowa not flat correct correct okay thank you for clearing yeah, that up for everybody eating, right because everyone's like oh in iowa 100k like not bad but it's these it's the rolling hills and i had someone recently talk about it because she had run across the united states um and she talks about how Iowa was one of the hardest states. And I loved what she said because she was like, you know, out here in Colorado, we climb a mountain and it's like four miles of uphill or whatever. And that's hard. But yeah. you get into a rhythm. Like after like 10 minutes, you, your brain gets into a rhythm of how to climb that uphill. And but when it comes to Iowa, all the hills are like they're there's it's really hilly it's up and down up and down up and down and she was like you'd be climbing for like five minutes and you couldn't get into a rhythm because then you'd be going downhill and then you'd be climbing again and you just couldn't get your brain and your body into that rhythm so i think it's challenging for sure yeah that's an accurate description <laughs> yeah what what other parts of it is challenging because i know like the b roads was a big thing when we ran in 2020 those weren't as big of a deal because it was dry but it was just really hot and really mm -hmm. exposed. Like what were the other challenges um, of that course? I would say this year was equally, it was, um, I think it, it was the same temp about when we ran it um, and it was dry. Okay. And so this, the challenges this year are about the same as lat or as that year, the other two years um, mud. I mean, the bureaus are muddy. They've just gotten more, um, not drivable. I don't know how to explain it. Like the, yeah. the, 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 um, where the tire treads or they've gotten so deep, like you can't even drive down there anymore or yeah. the vehicle will get stuck. And, um, I think it makes it challenging because you're going down this big hill, which looks like it'd be easy to fly down, but you could also twist your ankle and, and, um, not get back up. So it's trying to decide how to handle them. Yeah. And then just the dust. I mean, I'm sure you remember it's just dusty. Yeah you're breathing in dust and people aren't kind they they fly by on their their trucks and um spit it all back at you and um yeah that that hasn't changed there's still the dog challenges i don't think we saw very many dogs did we see goats though we might have seen uh, goats i was hallucinating i could have seen a lot of different things i don't know <laughs> <There was goats. laughs> um, well there's been more dog challenges the last few years like a girl got um bit this year and um just like <clears throat> it's just crazy to me that um people aren't like they, it's once a year that they can't just allow allow runners to enjoy themselves like yeah. like we're causing them inconvenience by um closing or being by being on the roads even though it's not that many people so um yeah. it's it's an interesting but i feel like uh though the the heat has been more of a challenge um i don't know what the rain would look like i've i've run a, um a few races in the rain and it, the, the biggest thing there is your feet are just wet yeah and wet and wet and yeah. you start to get whatever trench whatever they trench call it foot. Trench yeah. yeah but yeah i've experienced that and that's painful too but i don't know i feel like everything has its challenges but i think heat in my opinion 
and no cover is yeah. the worst. It's so exposed, and I just did, was not expecting that. But speaking of the people, do you remember? Uh, maybe you weren't. I don't know if we were running together at this point, but we were running by this guy's house, and they just started having like target practice, just <laughs> shooting some guns. And I was like, I think he's probably shooting at targets, you know. What I mean? But I'm like, I don't know scared. that though, you know. No. I'm like, I don't know if he's shooting at targets or not. And it was just the house we were running by. It was just like bang, 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 bang. bang. I was like, oh my god. But yeah, always, always I'm surprised nobody ducked and covered at that point. I loud. know. Yeah, I've totally done it. Where I used to run in Virginia was right by the police shooting range. So I just like round a corner and then it was like bang, 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 bang. And it makes you run a little faster. You're like, whoa, this is giving Adrenaline. me a boost of energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I want to hear about what went right because you won the whole entire race this year. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, That's so cool. I, know. I, uh, I remember passing the guy that was in first about mile. Well, I was told in winter that he was um, – about five minutes up for me and not looking good. Yeah. But she felt guilty, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna go pick him off. <laughs> I'm gonna go pick him off. Um, and, Cause I'm like five minutes, okay, that's doable. Yeah. And yeah. I, I did, I picked him off, I think 45 as one of my friends was driving by videoing and I'm like, it's him, it's him. No way. Him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I'll have that in my memory forever um, in a video to commemorate it. Um, it just, clicked. I felt okay. I mean, I, I looked at a lot of people and they didn't look good. And I was like, well, this is still easier than what the keys was. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like I'm dying yet. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I only have to run hundred K like in my mind, I was able to wrap my brain around the fact that I was almost done. Yeah. And so, um, the wheels fall off a little bit, like just past the winery. Yeah. It gets, you're, you're, you're exposed the whole race, but for whatever reason, at that point, it's just like, oh, I'm so sick of it. Yeah. And it's, you know, 55 in or whatever, and you're kind of over it. And um, uh, and I think I was having trouble at that point keeping food down. It was starting to get to the point where I was like, okay, I'm just drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. That, that's about it. And like, yeah. here we go. This isn't going to be good. And um, when I finished, of course, I, uh, I took a shot of Fireball. I waited. I waited. <laughs> Let my stomach settle for like a half an hour and I took it and uh yeah it came back up um, <laughs> it seemed like like such a good reason to celebrate and yeah no but no bad um, idea the fireball was like no thank you oh it yeah no it was um it seemed like a good idea but when no. you okay so when you take the lead what does that feel <laughs> like and is it extra pressure or is it like an extra boost of energy it was an extra boost of energy. Um, other than um, I joked with Brad, I was like, he didn't go through the third cover bridge. You have to go through the third cover yeah. bridge because he passed me on that again. Yeah. So I got to pass him again. So like, not only have I already passed him, so you're going back and, and forth. I went, I went through the covered bridge like I was supposed to. It adds a little bit on to it, and I'm like, oh man, he just passed me there. And then I took a oh, I took a wrong shocker. I took a wrong turn. I went straight for longer and think. Thankfully, I had my GPS sending yeah. out, um, you know, a, a pinging whatever. So I had people following me just in case with the weather being as bad as it was. Yeah. And I immediately got a text. You didn't take a right where you were supposed to. I'm like, well, the cards don't say to take a right on that road. Yeah. It was just a mislabeling on the, yeah. the key yeah. cards or whatever. And so I had to pass them again. Wow. Third <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. So it just kept, it was like, man, this is like really unlucky. I'm like, okay, this time I'm not letting him get in front of me. Yeah. And I, I gave me a boost of energy and I just kind of took off. And, um, um, after that, I never saw him again. Um, yeah. I got into the winery and they're like, oh, he's at least, you know, a mile and a half back or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm gaining on him now quite a bit. Yeah. And then, um, um, when all was said and done, um, my friend was in second place, um, uh, Tyler dose and he was nine or 10 minutes behind me at the finish. So okay. once I held on to it, I would on every hill, I would look back yeah. just to make sure nobody was coming for me. <laughs> yeah. Does it play tricks on your mind of like now there's extra pressure or something like I, I've Kinda. been in, I've been in an experience <laughs> where it's just like, you're like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't want to mess this up now. Cause now if I don't get first place, it's because I messed something up. It's not cause someone, 
was faster than me it was because i messed up because i had it for a while yes i felt like there was a lot of pressure and i had picked picked up one of my friends as a pacer dan and i i told dan if you if you think anyone's coming you let me know because you have you have a good sight line there because you get up on those hills and you can see everything right yeah and you're at least a half mile if nothing more and I, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself at that point that there was no way I, I was like, if I held on to it now, I'm, I've got to hold it to the end. Yeah. And, um, just nobody came for me. Yeah. I, I think everybody was struggling and, um, it was my day, I guess, to, to take the, take the win. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, I've had it though, where it's just like the battle in my brain just becomes <laughs> crazy then where it's like you're like my i'm telling myself because as we all are like we're all our own worst critics or whatever and in my brain it's like dude you're gonna mess this up you're not good enough you're not gonna do it you can't do it (laughs) yeah and that's like literally like the whole time in my brain where it's like nah man you're not gonna do this you think you're gonna do this you're not and you're like shut up brain stop it like i don't know was that going on at all or not um i think it was more just paranoia yeah Yes. And like, I didn't want to lose it. And so yeah. I was like, man, can I really do this? Can I, I'm sure I was second guessing myself, but then part of the time, I think there was nothing going on up in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Somebody, beauty of it. Yeah. Of ultras. <laughs> One foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fall. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, that's amazing. So you round the corner, you see the finish line. Like, how did that feel in that moment? Uh, it was pretty cool. I, um, started, you know, picking up speed. Like I knew I was coming into Badger Creek where it ends now. And, um, so I started running in and picking up speed cause it's downhill too. Yeah. It always helps. Like yeah. and it's cement, you actually are on cement and not on gravel. Um, and your feet are just so happy to not be on <laughs> gravel. Yeah. <laughs> that I just kind of um, started sprinting it in and, um, and then it took Brad a minute to realize that one, it was me, even though we had like, we we texted him or whatever, but one that it was me. And then, um, he's like, Oh, you won, you won. And then he was like, no, you outright won. And it like, it it didn't click in with anybody. And I think I, like, I knew it in my head, but it it hadn't clicked in with me either. Cause you're, I've taken the female win before. Um, and I guess I've taken outright one before, but that one was so different. Cause it was, um, uh, like what we did that one year with COVID, it was a varied start. So not everybody started together. So you didn't really know where you Oh were yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I took the outright win in the stuffed turkey, but I didn't know it because the guy started an hour behind me. Yeah. And he ended up finishing an hour behind me. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't know where he's at. He yeah. could be coming for me and I don't know yeah. it. <laughs> where this one, it was like, okay, I know if they're coming for me. I'm truly racing. Um you know, everybody in um, real time. Yeah. And that's a huge difference, I guess, yeah. in my, my mind. But yeah. Do you, would you describe yourself as like, okay, so I guess to kind of wrap up this conversation, I had this thought like right before we sat down to record, but it's like, do you, th- do you show up in ultras like not a different person necessarily, <laughs> but like, are you, when you show up to ultras, are you more competitive? Are you more like positive? Like how do, how does Jen in ultras, like, how is that different from Jen in like day to day? I think I'm the least serious person there. I usually <laughs> like my friends ask me how I can eat what I eat or like yeah. drink, you know, beer. And, and they're like, oh, and you just go run and you just perform. And I would be doing this and this. And I'm like, because you take yourself too seriously. Like this is supposed to be a fun thing we do. And if you take the fun out of it, what's, what's the point? Like, um, and I think it's because I go into it just kind of joking around that I feel like when it's time to perform, I can be like, okay, this we're going to take this serious now. And, and I, and maybe I don't ever fully take it seriously. Like even, I think when I realized like I was actually a decent runner, cause like we have our Iowa races, but then you go run other places and you're like, Oh, I don't compare to some of these other people. Um, was tunnel Hill this last year. Um, I, uh, finished seventh female at tunnel Hill, which like that brings some people with yeah. Mel Heron getting, you know, her 
um, Olympic or not Olympic, her, um, help me out here, her world record. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it has a draw. Yes. It brings in like more people than you would, um, your average race or whatever. And when I placed seventh there, it was like, oh, I think I'm actually better than I thought I was, I guess, in my mind. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not just an Iowa runner. I'm, I'm now here performing. And then I um, landed on the uh, top 100 list for female. That's uh, awesome. Runners. Yeah. I was 91, but no, <laughs> you know, my- top 100 <laughs> counts. Yeah. And I was the only female from Iowa. I mean, there, I mean, there's so many re- states that aren't even represented in um, to make it on that list. I was like, I'm keeping this magazine forever. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put my <laughs> seventh place. Uh, I think I got a railroad tie <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, with it and keep, you know, keep this forever. But, um, cause this may be in my mind, I'm like, this may be it. This may be the best I ever do, but, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I, I guess I just have to have fun with it. Cause otherwise, um, I think my competitive side, I'm too afraid of, um, not, meeting what I think I'm supposed to meet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or not setting expectations so high that it's impossible. I would rather go in it and say, I want to complete this. This is the course I want to do and get to the end. Like, or like Leadville, like Leadville's on my list. I'd like to yeah. get, you know, under the 30 hour mark. Does it matter where I land? No. Yeah. But if I, I get under and I complete it and have a completion there, like that'll feel good. So I try to keep my um, expectations um, I don't want to say low, but realistic, just yeah. in case something's a lot harder than I expect it to be. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense to me. You mentioned Leadville. Is there any other like bucket list, like wanting to travel oh, to kind of races yes. or do you not want to talk about these races? You know, no, what I mean? <laughs> I've got one in my mind that um, I'm going to put in a uh, application, see what happens. But um, the whole reason I ran keys was bad water. Okay. Yeah, it's on my list and we'll see what happens. Dude, I feel like if you survived the Keys 100 with the yeah. biggest DNF rate and it's crazy hot, I think that shouldn't, I, I'm not, I'm not a part of the Badwater Committee, but I'm like <laughs> automatic entry, let like let them in, you know? I feel, I, I'm hopeful, yeah. <laughs> Anyone who made that, let them in right now. <laughs> yeah. What, I, what draws sure. you to that race? You are a glutton for punishment with heat, you know? I think so. I I think it's just being able to say, like, I ran and completed the toughest race in North America. It, it It's it's fascinating to me, and it, sh- it shouldn't be. It should be the opposite. I, I should be um, not interested in those races, but for whatever reason, I, I don't know if I have, like, a chip on my shoulder that I need to um, kick off or yeah. prove to myself that I'm actually um, – the badass that you get with Boonville or what? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, (laughs) if you do, please let me know if you get in and I will definitely be rooting for you, you know, through that whole entire journey. For sure. I mean, you did the whole desert rats thing and there's something fascinating about it. (laughs) Just the heat. Yeah. The heat is wild. It's, it is crazy. I think there's a part where, and I think those two events are completely different, you know, but sure. that, like, obviously bad water, the heat is like even beyond, you know, it's beyond <laughs> crazy. Um, but I just remember the race director for desert rats. He, we were interviewing him and he just mentioned this idea of like, Hey, like we get out there and we leave the bus, the air conditioning bus. And then people, the further they get out into the desert, the more terrifying it is because then it hits you like this is real and like this heat is like insane like we we're out here now and we're just gonna have to find a way but but your body adapts you know there's so much out there and you know like there's so much out there about heat adaptation and all that um and your body really does like it's a really cool like adaptation that you can have is like just getting used to the heat you know, yeah. but then I don't know if, if how uh, you fell after Keys 100, but every time I've like intent intently done heat adaptation, the like next like three months after that, 
if it gets a little bit hot at all, my body just is like, and all your water is gone. Like I just sweat everything. <laughs> in uh, yeah. My body's yeah. like so ready. It's just like, oh, you're a little bit hot. Here's all the water out of you now. Cool down. <laughs> it's an embarrassing moment. <laughs> yeah. As a female, like I'm not sweating for no reason. I swear. I'm heat adapted. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm heat adapted. I promise. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I'm just I'm not crazy. Not <laughs> yeah, no, yeah it's, that's it's that. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Jen, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people kind of like follow your journey or, you know, if you have anything like that? Uh, I don't. I, I should. Um, but Facebook, I always make sure I post everything on Facebook um, yeah. in, in any race that I have coming up or whatever. I, I'm usually a little quiet until close to the race because... Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think I just, it's nerves, but yeah. Um, yeah. once I get there, I'm usually like, well, I'm here and there's one way home and it's not, <laughs> it, it's by running this race. Cause I'm not going to quit. And yeah. that's why I try to remind myself all the time. There's only one way and it's not getting in a car and being like, oh yep, I'm done. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> so, a good, that's a good reminder for sure. Yeah. But, but awesome. Okay. So. Sounds good. Thank you, Jen. Thanks so much. We'll have to have you back on at some point for sure. Sounds good. Alrighty. All right. That wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Huge thanks to Jen. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for, uh, you know, sharing some stories and and just reconnecting with me. As soon as I heard that she won uh, Boonville outright this year at the 100K, um, I was like, man, I want to hear about that. Uh, and so I got to reach out to her and and get a chance to reconnect. And to me, I'm like, man, that's the coolest part. I mean, there's so many things that I've enjoyed about doing this show every week. Uh, but one of the real special things is it's kind of an excuse to reconnect with people. You might meet them once or twice, you know, um, but... But it might, you know, whenever I do an ultra run, uh, especially that one back in Iowa, that was my first 100K, uh, it was significant. It's still significant in my life. I still think back to that day and think back to the things that I learned during that. And you might be sharing only a few hours with people, um, but they could be a few hours on a very significant experience for you or a very significant day um, during an ultra. And I think, you know, there are still people I think back to from like 10 years ago during some of my first 50Ks that I still remember who they are and what they taught me and their names and stuff. And by having this like weird project that I do every week, uh, I get to go and like reach back to reach back out to these people and be like, Hey, can we talk? Like that was, you know, really cool running with you. And I want to hear more about your story because, you know, you hear bits and pieces probably, um, when you're meeting someone, but, but then you get to dive in deeper as you go. And so that's what made this week's really meaningful to me. It was really cool. Um, to hear about what led Jen into ultra running and then also just to hear stories about that Florida Keys race again because uh didn't sound easy not easy at all um so so yeah so anyway super cool episode thank you all for joining us thank you Jen I hope you have nothing but amazing races and events all year this year uh i hope you're gonna train for some awesome stuff and i can't wait to hear about you know where your ultra running career goes you're very very talented so um but yeah that wraps up this week's episode of like a bigfoot podcast um i have a whole bunch of these recorded and i have a whole bunch that i am very very excited to share uh it is kind of hard like last week i did i think i recorded four of them um, because I have some events coming up and we'll talk about those in future episodes. Um, but it's just funny cause I get so excited cause I record them and I'm like, man, I should just share all of these right now because they're all awesome. 
uh and i kind of have to like temper myself like hey man you you recorded four last week because you wanted to make sure you were good for the next month or so um while you start focusing on the uh the adventures that you have planned so um but all that to be to be said the next month of episodes are going to be super fun so i'm very excited to share them with you um all right that wraps it up let's uh let's call it a show i don't know this is the weirdest way to end the podcast because i was like i said let's and then i'm like i have to say something after let's these are the struggles that podcasters have you know i was like i said let's the word let's and i had no like i wasn't i had nowhere to go with it (laughs) so uh let's call it a show is what i decided to say and that was weird and then this whole extra 30 seconds of the things that i'm saying is also weird right now but uh but i'm breaking the fourth wall of like how this thing works which is me sitting in my basement at 5 a.m recording the outro um talking to nobody really um and i'm trying to be kind of quiet because my whole household is still asleep um and yeah and then i just start rambling at the end of this and that's what this part of the podcast is is where chris just starts rambling and people have either turned it off or are shaking their heads in disbelief right now because they're like why why am i listening why am i 51 minutes into this like it was really good when jen was on and chris was talking with her and stuff that was super interesting she was a fascinating person but like this part at the end i don't even know what this is (laughs) is this a thing that's happening um so yeah that's the end of the podcast i just wanted to add an extra minute there you're welcome you're welcome all right we'll get back at you next week